0: Hello and welcome back to On The Spot Thought. I'm here with uh, Aaron Mills. Before we get started, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Aaron. I go to school at K-State. I'm getting my master's in architectural engineering with an emphasis in structures. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's you <laughs> in a nutshell. That's everything. That's
1: everything wow, right there. That's, that's my life.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, okay, we should just stop there then. I guess that's no. Wrap uh, it up for the day. <laughs> Um, The topics I chose for today are perspective and attitude, and kind of how they affect day-to-day life. And so, to start with that, tell us a little bit about um, what you felt your perspective on life was growing up as a kid. How did you see the world? How did you feel your attitude was? Like, would you say you were a a cheery kid, a pessimistic kid, a... uh,
1: I feel like my whole life I've just kind of been a realist not really pessimistic but like what can go wrong might go wrong mm-hmm. just kind of keeping everything in perspective I guess that's kind of changed once I got to college though mm-hmm. you have to see more of like what can go right here <laughs> yeah. everything could be going wrong it's just hard day in and day out so you have to be like what could go right can I get an A on this test can I do mm-hmm. well in this class
0: it kind of gives you a better better attitude yeah. it gives you some motivation to work <laughs> yeah. on something yeah. Um, how do you feel being a realist um, affected your life growing up? What were um, some ways that being a realist changed how a certain situation occurred?
1: Um, Like if, I don't know. I guess like if something bad happened, you're like, you're more prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Instead of it destroying your whole world, you're like, yeah, I kind of expected that. I can mm-hmm. pick up and move on. It's not the end of the world. Whereas if something good happened, you're like, okay, that's good. It's kind of hope for the best but prepare for the worst kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah.
0: would you say you ever felt um, kind of in a worse attitude based off that sometimes
1: sometimes yes like you have those friends that are always so cheery and see the best in everyone and everything is perfect And you're like yeah. i wish i could be you mm-hmm. but then like something bad happens and they don't know how to pick themselves back up mm-hmm. so pros and cons i guess yeah yeah
0: yeah um i know sometimes it can be um, people find it annoying if i if um like, I'll, pay, I'll play a game with my younger brother, and I think it was, there was one time we were playing Monopoly, and he was down by quite a bit, and he's like, I'm just gonna lose, I'm just gonna lose. I'm like, Hudson, you can't keep saying things like that, because first of all, now I feel bad for beating you, and then second of all, he just no one wants to see, and then he ended up winning, right? And he's sitting there after winning with like, this big old grin on his face. But he didn't want to say anything because he had talked about how he, yeah. he had already complained so yeah. much. He didn't want to <laughs> he didn't want to like be like, I'm winning this one this time. You know, and it was in some ways he was being a realist, but in other ways he was just complaining. Yeah. What do you think that line is?
1: That's a fine line. Um I guess you really have to keep it all in perspective, but mm-hmm internal complaining might be better than like outward Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about it like keep it inward i have a problem with that i know but when you're thinking something negative not outward like telling it to someone else so it affects their day just keeping it inward be like this sucks yes it does but you don't need to ruin someone else's day Mm -hmm. like it affects you and only you so yeah keeping it inward but yeah
0: yeah i think that's good and then there's there's, like, group complaining, which Mm -hmm. you see a lot in school. And I think there's a healthy aspect to group complaining, you know, and it just lets off steam. Everyone's like, well, this homework sucks. I don't know what's going on. But then you can just get back down and do it. (laughs) Yeah. Even though it –
1: But, yeah, we've always said that there's company in misery, and that's how we've really gotten through this major, at least. We spend Saturdays in this department, and it sucks, yeah, but you're here with everyone else, and you meet really good friends. Yeah. So – some positives.
0: Some posi- Look at that positive <laughs> outlook on life. Uh, do you think without school, um, would you be able to be friends with some of these people?
1: Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, like, with school, I met them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met them without being mm-hmm. in this department. But it also, you have a common bond. It's hard to make friends if you don't have a bond. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can start a conversation about. It's just, like, hey, hi, like, You can't relate to anything. And I think that's how a lot of friendships are made. Like you find a common bond and then you build from it. Mm -hmm. But
0: Yeah, I know. I I always felt growing up the easiest way to um, kind of create conversation and to have that easygoing Mm -hmm. um, conversation is if there was an activity going on. Right. Because you yeah. didn't have to be talking the whole time. Yeah. Like if you're sitting down face to face with someone, you
1: have, you have, to, have to, to talk it. with them yeah.
0: or sit in silence. And that's pretty much all you have. Yeah. But if you're like playing a game, a group activity, um, you can throw up a quip every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. And then maybe that leads to conversation. Yeah. Um, how, how, do you feel you're pretty good at that growing up um, or do you feel like you were better at face to face conversation or even now? How do you feel you are?
1: I feel like What's I've gotten that? a lot better at face to face conversation. Coming into college, I was extremely shy. I never talked. Mm-hmm. Um, going through recruitment freshman year, I don't think I had a genuine conversation with anyone. So shocked I got into a sorority. Hey. But I look back now and I'm like, wow, how like that has been a 180. Growing up, I was the shyest person ever. Yeah. I had a really hard time like holding a conversation. I could have the very surface level, how's your day going? Like, how's your week been? Mm-hmm. What's new with your life, but it was never the deep, meaningful conversations where you really build a friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think just being pushed outside of my comfort zone in college, having to go through interviews, sorority recruitment, all of that stuff, making genuine friends to be there when I need them has really helped.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and would you say that's been rewarding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, how did you feel um, the friendships that you did have growing up, how did those start?
1: It was mostly from school. You're with them eight hours a day, five days a week. I went Mm -hmm. to a small school too, so I was with the same 40, 50 other people from Mm -hmm. kindergarten through eighth grade. You spend a lot of time with them, you meet with them, Mm -hmm. and then you do sports with them outside of school. You're with them all the time. So Mm -hmm. just having that constant interaction, you build a friendship.
0: Yeah. Would you say you have a deeper relationship with the friends you had made in the past or with the friends you've made um, in college?
1: I think there's a difference between Mm -hmm. the deepness. Like, those friends were there in more of my awkward stage. Like, they've Mm -hmm. been there through it all, where you're growing, you're learning, you're Mm -hmm. going through everything new. So I think there's more of, like, that bond there. Mm -hmm. But my college friends have seen the deep parts of me, like the yeah. nights where it's 3 a.m. and you're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And just that side. Um, so there's definitely a difference. Like, I have my hometown friends and will always be friends, but I don't talk to them every single day. When I go home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, mm-hmm. it's you catch up and it, you pick up right where you left off. Mm-hmm. And then my friends here, it's like you'd see them every day. If you don't talk a day, it's weird. Mm-hmm. So there's just that
0: Yeah, a different difference. dynamic there. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I know uh, you had mentioned in a previous conversation outside of this um, that you feel you have, um, that you like those nighttime conversations <laughs> that get deep pretty fast. Yep. Why do you think it is that we're um, more susceptible or we hop into deeper conversations more easily at night? Would you say it's simply a light change or is it kind of a exhaustion, tired change or wh- where do you think that comes from?
1: I don't know. I've always fondly called it honesty hour, but yeah, I remember... I think it was my sophomore year. I was studying for a test, and it was, like, 2 in the morning. I went upstairs. I lived in the sorority at the time, and I went upstairs, and there were three other people that I really didn't know at the time mm-hmm. standing in the kitchen, and we talked for seriously two or three hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's 4 or 5 in the morning right now, and we just got into some really deep stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it might just be like, the time you're at – you kind of let your guard down like your body's getting tired your guards down and things just come up Mm -hmm. and then once things start coming up everything starts coming up and you realize like if something traumatic or like significant happened in their life you might relate to it and you start telling a story and then they start telling a story off that story Mm -hmm. and it just kind of pigeonholes down but I don't know
0: yeah would you say you found more positives in that or more negatives in that
1: definitely more positives that's Mm -hmm. where I personally think your true self comes out and like that's where you have your honest conversations. Mm-hmm. You just, things come up, things come out, mm. I don't know. It's yeah. just deeper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know uh, this isn't entirely related, but um, <laughs> my, my parents and my mom, especially growing up, um, she was the kind of person that after an event would talk to just about everyone and we'd be like the yep. last ones to leave. Yep. Um, And as a, growing up as a kid, I found this to be like the most annoying thing. I was like, I have school tomorrow. I want to go home (laughs) and I want to watch some TV and I can't do that right now. Um, But growing up, I've seen myself become more of the person that ends up talking to someone for way too long and they're the ones wanting to go home and you see them stepping away and then I'm like, okay, yeah, we should probably head out. Oh, but this one last thing I thought of.
1: You find that one (laughs) little thing to add on.
0: Yeah. Do you find yourself doing that at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like it'll be after something like a meeting and you just kind of see one person. You're like, you bring up something small. You're like, Hey, we're going to this thing next week. Like you want to go together. And Mm -hmm. then you just talk for an hour Yeah. and then just you keep going. You find things to talk about. Yeah.
0: When it comes to that end point, do you find yourself being the one holding the conversation together or the one trying to leave more often?
1: (laughs) I think it depends on the day, what I have to get done and honestly who it's with, Mm -hmm. but it's just, yeah, (laughs) all situational.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you think you've gained something from your parents similar to that?
1: Oh, Um, gosh, yeah. My dad does not talk. And so I think growing up, I was like, it's fine. He doesn't do it. So it's fine if I don't do it. mm -hmm. And my mom was the person that was like, no, no, no. We're going to stay here and talk to everyone. I will be the last person to leave. And I think as I've grown, I was always more of my dad. He's an engineer. Mm -hmm. I was always more of Mm -hmm. my dad. And as I've grown, I've turned into my mom who talks all the time. Mm -hmm. She's a business major, super whatever, business person all around. Mm -hmm. Loves talking to people, loves communicating. I've definitely seen myself turn more into her, Mm -hmm. which is scary, but also (laughs) kind of good. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of relate with that in a sense. My dad's an engineer, yeah. pretty much in the same thing I'm going into. And so um, growing up, I, I kind of just matched a lot of the way he yep. lived his life. And as I'm getting older, I'm seeing myself slowly adopting some more of um, yep. my mom's traits, yeah. um, even though it doesn't come as naturally. <laughs> yep. But uh, it is it is good because... Um, you
1: need to be well-rounded. You need to be
0: well-rounded. Yeah. Right? Um, but I have been enjoying that. Um, but yeah a good time
1: (laughs) always fun seeing yourself transform yeah (laughs) in different ways i guess but i I know growing up i was like i never wanted to be my mother i remember after parent teacher conferences in middle school Mm -hmm. my teacher would be like you look exactly like your mother Mm -hmm. and i took it as the biggest like offense i was like no i don't (laughs) no i don't and i'm like okay yeah thank (laughs) you she looks great
0: (laughs) this is kind of off topic but um growing up uh I have an older brother who's about the same height as me, and some people think we look kind of the same. Um, but in high school, he was a year older than me, so um, everyone knew me as Calvin's brother, and that was kind of just what people. Oh, you're, you're Calvin's brother, right? And so that was just a consistent theme through high yeah. school. I remember one time I was getting a, uh, a carpool with someone, a friend of mine, and his mom was driving us, and then his older sister was in the front seat, and she was like wait a second I think I know you are you and I was I was thinking she was gonna say Calvin's brother I was like yeah 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 and he's like she's are you are you Kim Bailey's son (laughs) and I was like why yes I am actually yeah (laughs) thank (laughs) you to meet you wow (laughs) that was just um, but that was interesting it is being compared to someone else sometimes you can see it's like no I'm my own person but sometimes in other ways um, it's, it's kind
1: of a compliment. Yeah. You're like, oh, thank you. You're going to compare me to her? <laughs> yeah. Cool.
0: Uh, awesome. Please, please continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, again, it's that perspective on who you're talking with. Yeah. Um, who you're being compared to, I yeah. guess. But yeah. uh, um, who would you most like to be compared to?
1: In relation to my family, or uh, just in general?
0: Uh, in general, unless family is more um, relatable oh, gosh. for you.
1: I don't know i feel like that could take a lot of different turns mm-hmm. i would say my mom just because she's that bubbly go-getter spirit won't mm-hmm. let anything get in her way but i don't know
0: mm-hmm. They're, a lot of people
1: yeah and i think maybe not one person necessarily but a com- combination yeah. of a lot of people
0: <laughs> you aaron are like these 17 people yeah. i'm like thank you so <laughs> thank much you. for saying
1: <laughs> but I know people that want to be their own person, like make their mm-hmm. own way strive for, to be themselves more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of a compliment to be like someone who have traits similar to someone. Yeah. If you're making a note of it, it probably made a mark on you and yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah.
0: So. So Especially understanding that I'm not going to be perfect in everything I do. Yep. I may have a strong quality here, yep. but that means that I'm <laughs> lacking over here somewhere. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's cool to see how the friends and the people around yep. you influence the way that yes. you live your life.
1: I saw a quote somewhere. I don't know if it was a quote, but it's like, the five people you spend the most time with, you become like. Mm-hmm. And that really sets it in perspective. Like, you spend all day with the people you're in classes with. You kind of turn into them. Yeah. Or like, my roommates, I spend a lot of time with them. You start picking up things they say mm-hmm. or like actions they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just interesting.
0: Yeah, I know you all in the in the grad office noticed one thing. I did. Um, I I worked with one of my roommates this last summer and mm-hmm. the summer before that, mm-hmm. and one thing he liked to do is he liked to like to take his hands and just like push his shoulders forward and like like a, like a <laughs> fake intimidating pose. Yeah. Um, and I ended up just kind of like the beginning of the semester, that was just something I kind of like saw myself doing more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why did I even, you oh, that's You don't know how it, you start, yeah.
1: and then all of a sudden you're doing it all the time. You're like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, why am
0: I? why am I doing this? I've uh, in the same way, not um, sometimes, you'll affect someone else and you yeah. won't even know about it. You might yeah. never even see that Yeah, all, but it is um, crazy. What do you think is one thing, one of your traits that you might have rubbed off on someone else?
1: I know over the summer, I worked really closely with a girl, she's two or three years older than us, Mm -hmm. and she had a very bad habit of laughing all the time, and then I got in there, and she rubbed off on me, so I started laughing all the time, and then we started rubbing off on each other, and we would say sentences at the same time, we would (laughs) laugh at the same time, we had the same laugh, and it's just like, the way we said things, Mm -hmm. like the tone of our voice would be the same. It's just weird.
0: That is kind of weird.
1: We turned into the same
0: person. (laughs) She looks like you, and you look like her now. It's just (laughs) we are the same person, (laughs) two bodies. (laughs) Two, two bodies, one person. Yeah. Weird. Yeah.
1: Really weird. It's kind
0: of weird. How do you think you'd feel if you had a twin sister?
1: I've always wanted a twin. Yeah. Best friend from high school is a twin. They're nothing alike. They are the most opposite persons you could ever find. Mm -hmm. But. I grew up, like, there was always a set of twins in all of my classes, and they were best friends. You get to grow up with a best friend. Mm -hmm. But I I think it would be so cool. Yeah. But you would rub off on each other a lot. It's also interesting how they can continue to be their own person. Like, my best friend, Mm -hmm. they were so different. They never really wanted, not, like, anything to do with each other, but they could live their own lives without Mm -hmm. being dependent. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to find that good balance – which would be hard but
0: mm-hmm. yeah I have yeah. uh I have some twin cousins yeah um you wouldn't know they were twins and they're just just yep. like polar opposites yep. um one grew up really enjoying physical physical activities and sports and all of this and the other one kind of drew more towards the virtual side with yeah. uh, video games and yep. stuff like that That's what they're um, like. and, and they they would butt heads like all the time all the time but yeah um they were fun um <laughs> Yeah, I think twins are interesting. I think it's I think it's cool when you first see a set of twins like identical twins mm-hmm. and they look essentially exactly the same. Yep. But if you spend a lot of time with them, you notice the differences and yep. you can just tell them apart to yep. so the point where you see one and, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that one's Josh and that one's Jacob or something like that." And people are like, "How can you tell them apart?" I'm like, "Well, Josh has a uh, has a Josh face." <laughs> Jacob has a Jacob face. It's that simple. (laughs) Can you not? Can you not see that?
1: That's yeah, interesting. I mean, you and Calvin are only a year apart. You're kind of twins, (laughs) not really. Sure. sure. But I mean, you grew up close to someone. Mm -hmm. So how would you like? You're close growing up. Did that make a big difference on your life?
0: Um, it was uh, with my brother. So I have the older brother, Calvin, who's a Mm -hmm. year older than me. And then a younger brother, Hudson, who is two and a half years younger than me. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of grew up together. Hudson was, um, Hudson had sometimes had a tough time relating, um, with us just because we tried to, um, act in the same way as if he was kind of the same age, but he just wasn't quite there. And so he would get frustrated at times and we'd get frustrated and stuff like that. Um, but I think it, it did have an influence. We, we very much had an older brother, middle brother, younger brother dynamic going yeah. on where Calvin was the one pushing for maybe more later bedtime or <laughs> can we get this video game, you know, yep. kind of pushing in that direction. Um, I would kind of follow up with that. And Hudson Hudson was it, – it was, it's, it's interesting trying to think back the whole dynamic. But I remember we had a GameCube. Um, and we had Mario Kart. And I was playing with my younger brother. And um, I kept beating him because I was like eight and he was like six-ish, yeah. right? And so those two years made kind of a difference oh, with yeah. understanding how the game worked. Yep. And so I kept winning and he would get frustrated just because he wanted to compete. And um, he just he couldn't beat me. And I remember my mom's like, you have to like let him win every once in a while. And I was like, why There's would I let him win, that. right? What is he gonna feel joy if I let him win? Is kind of what I, but um, that caused some arguments. Um, I found if Calvin was in a bad mood, I would go and I would hang out with Hudson. It's <laughs> kind yeah. of how it was, because I'm like I'm not gonna mess with Calvin. Not gonna not gonna ruin anything ah, there. You go do there. your thing. Hudson was the one I would play board games with, because Calvin just hated board games for whatever reason. Like he he occasionally played it. But he just didn't like that. Hudson loved board games and so we would do board games in the morning. Mm-hmm. We were homeschooled. We played board games like that. One time we were up in the morning playing Monopoly. Me and Hudson were having a grand old time. And Calvin's like, Oh, can I play with you guys this time? I was like, Sure, that would be awesome. And then we were like five turns in and he's like, Yeah, I'm done and he flips the board and I was like <laughs> And then Hudson left too. I was like, No But I've yeah
1: never played a full game of Monopoly. Have you not? No, it takes too long. It, how do you end? Yes and I've no. never understood how the game ends. Uh, the
0: person has to have not enough money to pay for your property.
1: That takes so long.
0: It depends. So if you play with, like, five or six people, it's going to take an eternity. Long. Just because yeah. people don't focus that long and nope. everyone's, like, talking this way. Yeah. Like, if you play with, like, three to four people, you can actually get it done within. I've played a Monopoly game that lasted about an hour, an hour and a half.
1: That's a relatively long time for a board game though. I
0: mean, relatively, it like, depends. Like if you play, I don't know, Catan will take you about an hour. Yeah. Um, but
1: if you play life Sorry, will take you about it takes an like, hour.
0: Sorry, it takes 20 minutes. <laughs> You're in and out. Sorry. I've played an hour long game of Sorry before. That's brutal. That's yeah. that's
1: I point, sorry, you just want to be done. <laughs> sorry,
0: it's a board game. Yes. But it's not much of one, okay? But it is so fun. <laughs> you just draw the card. Yes. And there's like three cards where you can pick between like two or three options. Yes. It's the worst. What you want is that one and then that reverse four. That's what you're looking for. That's what every you're looking time. for. And then you go
1: right into home. Good That's times. Worst.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: It's a good board game. My
0: goodness. That
1: was our favorite board game growing <laughs> up.
0: Yeah, I can't say. Can't say sorry was one of my favorites. It was more like if no one else wanted to play any other board game, I'd play that because just because I enjoy what? board games. But
1: sorry was our favorite. Yeah? I'm pretty sure it's my 20 year old younger brother's favorite game still. Yeah. Yeah, Every time he comes home, can we play sorry? <laughs> Crazy little kid.
0: Uh, I just can't can't strategize with sorry. <laughs>
1: There's no strategy. It's exactly. All
0: luck. <laughs> no, it's a skill based game.
1: Obviously, yeah. You just got to figure out who to take out.
0: <laughs> Targeting. Targeting is the best yep. way to win a game like that. I
1: mean, it is. <laughs> you all got to gang up on someone.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So did you play a lot of board games growing up? Other than Sorry, of course.
1: No, Sorry was my favorite. No, we played a lot of card games. Our mm. family's a big card game person, so we play a lot of Cribbage. Um, my grandma and my mom are super into 500 Lots of card games. My brother, my older brother, at least never really got into it. My younger mm-hmm. brother loved the mindless games Connect Four, sorry, mm-hmm. just kind of the ones you could play within minutes. Yeah. But yeah, we played a lot of card games. It was a way to bond, like everyone sit down, get together, mm-hmm. and that's just a way to start the conversations, mm-hmm. which we liked. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way. I play a lot of cards with my grandmas just because there's such a generational gap. Mm-hmm. We're not at the same points in our life. We can't connect to a lot of things. But sitting down and just playing cards, it's not something you have to have a full conversation. Mm-hmm. You can split it up, like you said, doing an activity so you don't have to be talking the whole time. Yeah,
0: which is nice. It's, yeah. it's good to do that. We did that um, with our grandparents with Scrabble. Mm-hmm. We play Scrabble. Yeah. Although we – I don't know what it is. Every time I play Scrabble with, like, my brothers or whatnot, there's always an argument going down somewhere. <laughs> I remember one year, Calvin – he had the game-winning word was yeah, you know Y E A H, yeah, and I was like nope, not a word. And he's like, are you kidding me? It's a word. And I was like, well, let's look it up in the dictionary. The dictionary we had on hand didn't have yeah in it. And I was like, well, <laughs> looks like it's uh not a word. And he's like, you've got to be. You guys know this is a word, right? And, it's not in the dictionary, my man. And he lost, and he was kind of unhappy, but <laughs> <That's-> it's. <laughs> Family board games, right?
1: It's a bonding thing that yeah. gets everyone together. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you gotta win on the technicalities. If there's Always nothing the else,
1: technicalities. I can't believe yeah wasn't in the dictionary, though.
0: <laughs> it's was, it was like YA was in the dictionary, but...
1: <laughs> I could justify that not being a word, but...
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. That's the best thing about having an older dictionary. It doesn't have all the words. It just has, like, most of the words. has the important words. <laughs> yeah, exactly like a prescription stuff like that you know the important words yeah the big words the big the big words the smart words <laughs> juxtaposition you know <laughs> man my goodness scrabble but Good times but yeah so are you do you feel like you would be the person that would let a younger person win a game against you
1: no no I mean, it depends on who it is. obviously. Oh, like no, how I, much obviously. younger are they? If I was playing against you, no, like no offense, no. <laughs> Give me a fair time. Why would
0: you? I'm kind of insulted now, but that's you're younger. Okay. I'm not gonna but, let yes, you I'm win. Yes, I'm younger, but. Anyway. But if it's like
1: a five-year-old, I'm not gonna go hard.
0: What about like an eight-year-old? We're talking. They they have some decision making on their side, right? I
1: think I would make it more of a fair game. It okay. also depends on the game. Like, they might be better than me. Who knows? I've never played a full game of Monopoly. Yeah. You pad at the age of eight, mm-hmm. so they might be better than me. That's Who knows? possible.
0: Yeah. I have a younger cousin, Malachi. Um, I was playing him in Mancala, which wasn't as easy as a game as I <laughs> nope, thought it would not. be. Um, and so he was kind of like beating me there for a minute, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Not, nah, this ain't gonna happen. <laughs> and it was a pretty tight game. We're, we're counting our marbles afterwards. And I think he got to the point where he's like... I don't think I'm going to win this thing. I don't – like, he was counting him, and I think he knew he was, like, yep. behind by just a bit. And so he's, like, reaching over to grab some of mine. I'm like, no, mm, sir. No, no. I, I just – I enjoyed the fight growing up, Yeah. so I don't want to take that away from someone else. No, but, but something about earning it yourself. Again, yeah. perspective on things.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: if you have an optimistic perspective, it's a lot easier to – enjoy something like that Mm -hmm. whereas if you're pessimistic like i'm never gonna win maybe you need someone to kind of let you win to give you some some confidence there
1: yeah i think it's also just your personality like are you a competitive person Mm -hmm. and i used to think i wasn't i was always in like not team sports i did swimming like Mm -hmm. in track i was not a com like I never wanted to rely on someone else. It was just like a me, and I never really cared how I did. I was like, "Yep, I'm just gonna go out there and do it, whatever. Yeah. If I lose, whatever. <laughs> I did it." Yeah. And then coming into K State, I was taking a leadership class, and they made us take the Strengths Quest test, mm-hmm. and I got competition as one of my top <laughs> top five strengths. I was like, "That's not real. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a competitive person." But the more I look at it, and I looked at the definition, and it's like you compare your like you compare yourself off of how others are doing. And I was like, well, yeah, especially in engineering, like if you get a 40 on the test, you're like, oh, that's bad. But if the average is a 20, you're like, I'm doing great.
0: (laughs) I'm above the curve. What are we talking about? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the more I like look at it, I am a very competitive person. I don't like letting people win if I can control it. But I was never fantastic at sports. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to be the top person, so yep, sure, I'll just go out there and do it.
0: Yeah, that, That's not where your competitive aspect no. showed. It was in yeah. other places. And I just
1: never that. thought of it, because whenever people are like, I'm very, I'm a very competitive person, you think of the physical competition, mm-hmm. not like doing well in other aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. It, it, competitiveness yeah. isn't just a game set thing, right? No. There are other ways to yeah. do it. Although I'm a big fan of the game set competitive nature. I uh, could see that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is it's knowing where that that line is Mm -hmm. before it becomes good competitive to help you become better at it and annoying and you're bringing other people down in order to make yourself feel better in that competition yeah
1: and i think there's a good line balance there where you have to help other people too Mm -hmm. it's like you can do well and be above average but you also have to help everyone else get there too you never want to be standing alone um, yeah,
0: Yeah, I know. I, I haven't been too great at that, but a buddy of mine um, from back home, Zach, he's really good at just being positive for yep. other people, like, um, showing, like, hey, great job out there. <laughs> you know, whereas me, if I do really bad and someone else does really great, I'm like, good work, buddy. You know, just it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of I'm trying to get yeah. it out, but it's not as genuine as it could yeah, be. Yeah, you're like, um, i
1: you did great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, whereas like if I do well and they do well, then I'm, I'm fine with you're congratulating happy. them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad you did well yeah. because I'm also glad in myself. Yeah. And whereas it's more difficult uh, when you do like really poorly and they do really well, you're like, I should be there for them. Yeah. Like they were for me.
1: But then it's just like, uh. <laughs> how do you feel when you do well and someone else does bad?
0: It's, it's tough. I, it's. I enjoy doing well, but mm-hmm. I won't really say anything about it. That's you know? how I am. Um, yeah. So, I, I won't. I won't say it as. Um, I won't be like I'm so glad I did well. I so I kind of want to hear okay. how they did mm-hmm. and if they did poorly. I'll, I just won't.
1: Yeah.
0: Try not to bring up what I did or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I think. I think on both sides you should be able to um, express gratitude in yourself mm-hmm. as long as you can express gratitude in others at the yeah, same time. Yeah. And it's it's not easy to do.
1: No. But. Not always, but you have to be able to celebrate your victories too. Mm-hmm. If you do well on something or get a job and somebody else didn't, you have to be able to celebrate yourself. Yeah. Without it's a hard balance. Like yeah. if you and a friend are com- interviewing for the same job and you get it and they don't, like obviously you want to go celebrate but you can't make them feel bad yeah so it's that hard balance but yeah.
0: it is a tough balance yeah it's kind of like you want to wait till everyone has a job yep. and then you're like now we can celebrate <laughs> yeah but yeah. but it's not a perfect world so not everyone gets gets yeah. everything but but that's why we're that's why we fight that's why we're in college <laughs> doing why we here right yep. and, yeah
1: yeah we'll make it through <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll graduate.
0: <laughs> Still moving along.
1: Inch by inch.
0: Yeah. So I know everyone kind of looks at the next step in their life. It's like, I just want to get there. That's going to be great. Um, how did you see college back in high school?
1: I never saw it as an option. Yeah. Like, I went to a private school. All of us went to college. It was a shock if nobody, or like, if someone went, didn't go, or they took a gap year. It was like, you're you're what like Mm -hmm. what i went to a college preparatory school like it's in the name Mm -hmm. you're going to college um and also like i think my parents never really gave me the option like you can do whatever you want my brother took a gap year i just never thought it was an option for me Mm -hmm. so it's just a weird not weird but just like you're going to college yeah um and then you get here and I came in general engineering. I don't know how I ended up in engineering in the first place. But uh, process of elimination, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Got into arc And then everything's just kind of thrown at you. They're like, you need to do these classes. You need to get an in- internship these summers. Like, mm-hmm. It's just step by step. Now you're at that point, and you're like, where do I actually want to go? Yeah. Like You start making decisions for yourself, and you don't know what to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's weird.
0: yeah. Would you say, like, that senior year of high school, you were looking forward to coming into college or more dreading it?
1: I loved learning. Yeah. I wanted to meet new friends. I had been with these people for the last four years. I was ready to get out, do something Mm -hmm. new. I was looking forward to it. I did not think I was going to come to K-State. I was charging on. I wanted to go pre-physical therapy. Yeah, and then I ended up here, so.
0: As an engineer. So.
1: Sometimes life just happens. Yeah, it just,
0: it just does what it wants.
1: Yeah, and I think it turned out for the best. Like, looking back, medicine does not interest me. So mm-hmm. I really think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Just sometimes you have to let go.
0: Yeah, just so you, kind of go with where yeah, life is pushing you. Yeah, go with the flow.
1: Yeah, just trust your gut.
0: Mm-hmm. How would you say, now that you're in college, how do you feel about the next step in your life, which is getting an actual job and moving forward.
1: Scary, yeah. but it's a lot of decision-making. You're literally planning out at least the next five years of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You could stay where you grew up, you could move somewhere cool, you can go do a whole bunch of different things. And then you're stuck with the question, at least I am, do I actually wanna do engineering? Like, is there a different caveat that I could get into that is engineering, but it's also blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So just a lot of decision-making. And it can be overwhelming, but mm-hmm. you just have to go with your gut. What feels right for you? Mm-hmm. Talk to a lot of people. Get perspectives.
0: Yeah. yeah. How, how do you feel you are with decision-making?
1: I'm the worst person ever. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: The worst person. I cannot make a decision to save my life. It can be something as easy as, like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I'm the pickiest eater, and I say I don't care. Yeah. Obviously, I care. Yeah. But I'm the worst, and one of our professors has – kind of been annoyed with that lately she goes just make a decision I was like I can't but I going back to like my realist I weigh every single option like it can be good for this but it can be bad for this it can be Mm -hmm. good bad and Mm -hmm. I just go back and forth and I can never land on something Mm -hmm. and so I've really been working on it another girl in the grad office has really inspired me to just like make a decision Mm -hmm. just do it and like you might not care which means nobody else probably cares. Just make a decision. Yeah. So that's been kind of fun to work on. Just mm-hmm. figuring out, going with your gut.
0: Yeah.
1: Trusting yourself. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just like saying, I'm going to do this and we'll see where yep. it takes we're us. Yeah, we're just
1: going to go with it. Yeah. Go with the flow. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. I mean, I was super against studying abroad. Like, I wanted to graduate a semester early. I wanted to get out. I had a life plan. Like, step by step, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, I'm going abroad. I'm taking an extra semester, like, just having fun like stopping slowing down and just living life but it took that someone else saying you need to stop which is amazing that someone can stand up to you and like Mm -hmm. as much as you say no they fight back Mm -hmm. and just making that decision to change what you had planned and go back slow down kind of retreat a little like Mm -hmm. taking more time than you had initially planned which is good
0: yeah, just really going yeah. back and not just going with where you thought you were going, yeah. but reevaluating where you are now. Where you want to be. And where you want to be.
1: Yeah, So yeah. that'll be cool. I've always wanted to work abroad, so being mm-hmm. able to go abroad and make sure I like it yeah. would be a good thing. Yeah. And it's just seeing things in a different perspective that you hadn't initially planned for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know not everyone is too keen on accepting changes in their life, especially yeah. if they've been like, this is where I want to go, and yeah. this is where I've been going all my life. And then yep. life's like, well, you really don't enjoy that, and you just you sit it. there like, well, this was my you're plan. Right. <laughs> you're right, but this was my plan. So what do I do now? Um, so I think it's.
1: I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to slow down. But, crazy. Yeah. I always thought I was gonna go one way, and then you're just like, nope, false. <laughs> no,
0: nope. That's not true. <laughs> not actually. gonna happen.
1: So it'll be fun. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. 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 Where are you studying abroad in? Just Europe, right?
1: As of right now, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I talked to the study abroad office last week, and they're like, "Whoa, we don't really know." <laughs> so, yeah. a little more looking into do. Yeah, but.
0: but that's that's a cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh, Just Mm -hmm. experiencing different a different culture and how work happens in those different cultures because a lot of people um, when they travel they'll go to these different environments and they'll experience it but not from a work perspective yes you know there's there's touristing and then there's living there and working there and those are two different things entirely different things Um, so so that'll be cool yeah that'll be a good opportunity Um,
1: yeah just figure out what I want in life
0: yeah 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 so so would you say it's a positive positive perspective moving forward oh
1: very positive yeah yeah. I'm excited I hit the point over the summer where I was like I love what I'm doing I love engineering I love the work I get to do I love the people I get to see every day but I don't know if I want to do this for the next 50 years Mm -hmm. and it's just you have to slow down you have to look at that and be like maybe this isn't what I want Mm -hmm. and figuring out where you can go so being able to go figure out what I want to do Mm
0: -hmm. amazing yeah yeah yeah, I was asked a, a question the other day from someone. Um, they're like, "So, what's your what's your dream job?" And you know, I was sitting there, <laughs> like, like oh. I mean, I'm going into this job because I enjoy the, yeah. I enjoy what I'm going into, and yeah. it's practical. I'm going to do that. But would I call it my like dream job? You know, like all barriers yeah. aside, if I could do anything, is that what I'd want to do? And it's just sitting there thinking, is I don't I don't know. I. Like, I- I landed on, like, it'd be cool to direct a movie, you know? It's like, that would be a cool it'd opportunity. Really cool. I don't know if I'd want to do that for my life, but do it, like, one time or something yeah. like that. And not that I'd ever have the opportunity to do that, but... Mm. Uh, never say never. But, ne- right?
1: You could I, do, like, a short film.
0: A, sh- a short film. I do...
1: We can throw something together. <laughs> we
0: you and I, will get something done. <laughs> we'll figure
1: something out. But... That'd I, be cool.
0: Yeah, it is It is cool. Just going out and doing something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And And it's like... Um, even with uh, this podcast and with some people making YouTube channels, um, if you go into it and you want to be like, "I want to be something big, right? I want this to happen." Yep. Um, if you go into it thinking that's going to happen immediately, or even just expecting that to happen, you're not going to enjoy it. No. <laughs> it, sitting down, doing it, enjoying it for what it is, and that's seeing different. what happens, yeah. right? That's different, you know. Yeah. Enjoying it for what it is and not what it could be. Yeah anyone can daydream but yeah
1: at this point like you're three years into college you have this degree like you're gonna get your degree yeah exactly. how do you stop and turn around and be like what if i do want to go direct a movie yeah do you just put your life on pause do you not use the degree you spent four or five years getting it's hard
0: i know it's it's a tough decision and you do have people in college that have been there for three four years in one specific major or that are even about to graduate and they sit there and they're like i don't want to do this what do i do (laughs) what do i what do i do yeah um so it's definitely a a tough road to follow and a lot harder to have a a positive outlook on where you're at if you find yourself there oh
1: i don't enjoy this but but i feel like there's always those little things where you can relate it back though Mm -hmm. like i want to do underwater welding why Mm i don't know i think it's cool Mm -hmm. but it's kind of constructiony like i could twist it to kind of make it about my major yeah but how do you stop and be like, okay, I spent five years getting my master's in engineering. I want to go take a six-week training course to do
0: underwater welding. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. But how, do I, how do I put these together in a positive outlook? Yeah. And there, there's always a way you can use what you have. Yeah. Um, as long as you put the time in and you look hard enough. Yeah. But that's the thing. Not everyone wants to put time into something. Yeah. Man. Crazy. But that's just how, that's how life is. Everyone, everything good takes time and effort. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There are some, like, I I guess you could say there are good things that come instantly, but like the great things take time. The best things take time. Yeah. And they're not going to come immediately. Yeah. Like if I have a donut, that's a good thing. (laughs) I love donuts. (laughs) Donuts are great. I'm going to sit here, I'm going to eat a donut. That's a good thing. If I want to feel success after creating, um, I don't know, like an artist creating a big canvas or um, um, me playing intramural sports. Making it to a finals game and winning that, right? It's nothing big, good. but doing that takes time, effort, and it feels great. Yes. Um, so everything good takes time, or everything great takes time.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And, um, some people, it's it. The world's so wrapped up in instant gratification that mm-hmm. uh, it it's hard to like yeah it's hard to stick with the the stick it out little to no working, reward yeah, until you get keep the pushing. that's a topic for another day though that's <laughs> a whole topic yeah itself. but it, it it's it again wraps with that perspective how you're seeing it yeah are you um, seeing what you're doing in a positive aspect towards a future goal mm-hmm. or are you seeing it as nothing's happening right now so why should I continue doing it and that's
1: when you have to stop and say why did I start
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that's very important especially when you're I'm four years deep in a major, and you're like, what am I doing?
0: Yeah.
1: It's late nights, early mornings. What am I doing? And you're like, why did I start? What's mm-hmm. the end goal? And you just have to evaluate. Yeah. Look at it at the bigger picture instead of the point you're at, mm-hmm. which is intense, intimidating.
0: But yeah. But good. Yeah. <laughs> and necessary. Very necessary. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what we're ending, uh, coming towards the end of the podcast. Um, so do you have any last thoughts you wanted to say, um, regarding what we've talked about? No,
1: No? I think it's just good to keep everything in perspective. Don't Mm -hmm. be overly pessimistic. Like things will go right in your life. I mean, there's that whole Murph, Murphy's law, Murph's law or whatever, Mm -hmm. where everything bad or everything that can happen will happen. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it legitimately will. Like your life is not an end zone. Yeah. There are good things. There's upsides, and you mm-hmm. have to, you have to go through, the downs to appreciate the ups. Mm-hmm. So, everything in perspective.
0: I think it's uh, funny. There's a Disney show called Murphy's Law. I don't know if you've seen that at all, but it goes through this guy who, all the worst things happen to him. Yeah. Right? All the worst things around him happen to him. But if you see the character that they're portraying. This guy is one of the most joyful people on the show, right? Just living his life, enjoying life to the fullest, even though all these crappy things are happening. He takes it in stride and just really enjoys Enjoys his life. And it it is just a kid's show for fun. But it is cool to think um, if you have the right attitude going into something, even a crappy thing, even something awful that happens, can be good. You can still enjoy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your life despite crappy things. Yeah. And some things are worse than others. I get that. And it's not easy to have a good attitude. But it's, if you can get that attitude.
1: Everything is right, technically. Yeah. 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 Which is good.
0: Yeah. Which is good. It's tough, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. So um, do you, would you like to have any shout-outs for the end of this podcast? Anyone you want to bring up?
1: <laughs> My dear girl, Lauren Costello. <laughs> Gotta throw it back at you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: love,
1: love you. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming out.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Everyone have a great day and a great rest of your week.